0: Welcome back to another Very Meant to Be episode of the Awakening Her podcast. Hello Seeker, how are you? I am so excited that this podcast has landed in your ears today. Today's episode is very special, very meant to be. I am sitting down with my new friend Blake Fly and you're going to hear all about Blake's mission, the crazy random series of events that led us to meet, our weird coincidences and why he absolutely just had to come on the show. So Blake is an eight times TEDx speaker, and he is an all around very interesting, expansive human. And today he is here to talk about the power of sharing appreciation, of sharing gratitude. And it's so cool to hear about this mission he's on, how he's spreading it and fulfilling it, his events and all of that, but also the story of how he was led here, the story of how he came to this, you know, revelation and came to this realization and then had to spread the message himself. It's such a cool story and journey, and he's got a very powerful episode of how we need to be sharing appreciation, sharing love, and sharing gratitude between humans and how it truly is part of what will help to heal the world. So as you tune in today, I invite you to really hear what Blake is saying and look at how you can take what he's saying and the very actionable steps that he gives you and really Bringing it into your life. Share the love, share the light, and let's together rise. So, without further ado, let's welcome Blake onto the show. Hey, On manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Blake. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here with us today. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well, and I'm thrilled about this because this is the aftermath of one of the most spontaneous voice note exchanges of my year.
0: (laughs) Yes, we did have that. Um, Well, how did that start? You reached out to me, right? I had posted celebrating um, 10,000 episodes, I think, and you reached out. Yes. My
1: my side of the screen in that moment was I had just dropped off my lovely wife at an appointment and I was walking our son around in a park just to, you know, hang out until she was done. And I scrolled through my phone to check something on Facebook. And I'm in a group that you are also in, which is like podcast hosts and guest opportunities. I had just joined the group. There's like 60,000 people in there. I've not even engaged in it before. And I saw you put a picture up of just like celebrating like 10,000 subscribers for my podcast. And I read that and thought, that's cool. So I just messaged you. I'm like, hey, I think this is really cool. Nice to meet you. Congrats done. And then we just got into an exchange.
0: Yeah, that was so cool. Because Um, I get a lot of random messages, a lot of people wanting to be on the show or I post something and then I get like flooded in the inbox. And so to be really straight up, I usually don't check my, like, I don't forget what the the inbox is called before you actually confirm someone or allow them. It's like a request anyway, but something drew me to you and I saw it was a video and inside I went like, this could either be really good or who knows what this is going to be. And for some reason I just clicked on it and you were so genuine, like, congratulations. That's so awesome um just sending you that. And I had this, oh, that that's really nice. It it filled me with what I would call warm fuzzies. It was awesome. Um, which is cool because that really really ties nicely into what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Um, about gratitude and appreciation and and all of that. So why don't we start by just can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got to this place.
1: I mean a story that comes to mind to do a good job of all of that is When I graduated high school, I got chosen as the valedictorian, myself and a friend of mine, her and I were voted, okay, you guys got to give a valedictory address. And I thought, whoa, and it wasn't based on grades because I didn't have the grades to be like top of the school. It was just kind of based on how you'd shown up in high school. So I was really excited about that opportunity, but I'd never given a speech that was like more than my grade three speaking contest I had to do for a project. And so what our assignment became, or mine anyway, in my mind was, I need to review and reflect on all four years of high school and bottle it up into a 20-minute experience that can be shared, that will be meaningful, memorable, hopefully entertaining, doesn't get me punched, and is relevant for my peers, some of my greatest friends, but also my peers, people that are like, we've never even talked to each other in high school and their families, because that kind of makes up the typical crowd at a graduation. And so all summer long, because the grad was in the fall, I worked overnight at a grocery store on night shift. So there was like four of us in the store all night, just like stocking shelves. And I had one cardboard slip in my apron to write a list of like the food items I had to go get in the back room. And I had a second cardboard list that I had as memories from high school (laughs) that I got as like ideas for my speech. So now I just like make a memo on my phone. But back then, no, that was a cardboard Sharpie marker inventory. So I had like 20 cardboard strips from that summer. And then that became the content for the speech that we like, honed and rehearsed and made really great and so my friend and I we delivered it in the fall at grad and it was an awesome key- I was going to say keynote no it was an awesome valedictory address but only cuz people told us it was we weren't like we killed it people were like hey that was like super meaningful super thoughtful i don't know what you guys were on prepping that but nicely done and that without me even trying it like bolted this lens on my eyes for the rest of my life, where I was then just like really taking in the scenery of my everyday life with like, as if I was gonna have to give another (laughs) valedictory address at the end of that stage. So in university, I was like pulling in the moments. And then in my first career, I was like pulling in the moments. And it literally was based on the fact that, well, shoot, how do you bottle up an entire chapter of your life and share it back? In a way that doesn't suck and people want to listen to. And so that practice just became my whole world. I started a keynote speaking business and training company where I traveled around to universities and colleges and I would speak to students transitioning into college or university with this message of how can you start so that you live your life here in a way that when you graduate, you have so much to appreciate. And that you're not one of the people who regrets not making the most of it while you were there. Because a lot of us, you know, it takes a graduation or a death for us to appreciate, oh my gosh, that time of my life is now over. And then that grew into talking at a lot of graduations that then grew into talking to company orientations to welcome their new staff members that grew into working with people in their businesses of like, how do you make people feel special and meaningful and noticed and acknowledged when they buy your stuff or when they're wanting to hire you as their coach or leader or consultant. And so much of it came from the fact that I was assigned to bottle up a chapter of life for me and for many others and feed it back in some kind of a package and experience. And it just made me appreciate so much the moments that I experienced in my teens. And that kind of just became the way I look at the world now. But if I don't have a deadline or an assignment, I might forget to do the process. But the process is a beautiful thing to just like really look back and appreciate the magic of a season of life or business.
0: Yeah, that is so, that is so cool. Um, I like to think of things like often things happen and I kind of go good one universe. Like that's just me. And, (laughs) And the fact that that was dropped into your experience and brought to you, At that age, and then the impact that it had, it's one of those life changing moments, but something that you never could have anticipated, which is what they always are. It's, it's like, it's not just the birth of your kid or the time you got married that those are huge moments, but sometimes there's these ones that sneak up on you that change the trajectory of your life. And it's so neat that you it sounds like you got the bug for personal or for public speaking to be able to impact a crowd, but also yeah. for crafting and for reflecting and and looking at life through the lens, yeah. like you say, of, of storytelling almost, which is just yeah. so neat because you're so right. Unless we reflect on it, we don't often um, sort of sum it up or extract the gold and we kind of just keep doing the same old thing. So I bet it really changes, changed the way that you, operated in your life in general?
1: Massively. I mean, I, when I was in that headspace of, okay, let's bottle up a whole season of life. And what are the moments to appreciate? Then it kind of made me think more individualistically where I wrote, I wrote letters to my parents, my siblings, my best friends before I went off to university. Cause I was just in that headspace working on the speech. So then, you know, I'd be thinking of moments with Devin, I'd be thinking of moments with Ange, I'd be thinking of moments with my parents, I'd be thinking, and so I'm like, why would I hog all these? (laughs) Like, why would I keep these to myself? So I just like wrote them cards and letters and stuff. And I'm like, hey, this might be kind of weird, but like, I wrote this and read it if you (laughs) want. But then when I went off to university... What I didn't expect is I got replies from a lot of them. So I went off to university with like these letters, like one from my brother, one from my mom, one from my dad. And I didn't write them to get replies. I just wrote them because I felt like, why am I keeping all this stuff to myself? So now that's kind of what has become the way I do life and work and how I model for others or even coach others how to, especially for work, like, How can they weave this into their careers, their lives, their businesses? Because I don't know. I feel like sometimes we take stuff so seriously, especially in business, and it gets very mechanical instead of, you know, much like how you and I connected. I'm like, I don't know who this person is, but they just got 10,000 subscribers on their podcast and they're celebrating the moment. I think that's worth celebrating too. I was impacted by that post. I'm going to message this person who I have no rapport with whatsoever. And just like join in on the celebration Mm -hmm. because as humans, like we're really good at actually noticing the universals. What we suck at is like voicing it. We know that if someone, go ahead.
0: Oh, it's just, why do you think that is?
1: Three reasons. And I know this because I did some research on it a few years back when I was preparing for a TEDx. The three reasons why we don't appreciate more people in our lives, according to research. (laughs) Number one, we forget. Yes, that is the profound number one reason we don't appreciate more people. We forget, it's not mandatory, it's not urgent. No one's gonna like be harmed if we forget to do it. Second reason we don't just appreciate one another is we don't want it to be weird. And that's a massive reason. It's weird that I reached out to you. I mean, according to society, like it's weird that I just sent you a video and I had never even said hello to you yet. So that's the second reason. We don't want to say something or do something that might be weird. Third reason we don't appreciate one another, we don't know what to say. And I mean, that's like, a major block in a lot of situations, even myself. Like I think of myself in this moment where, you know, at the time of this recording, I'm 36 years old, just had a kid. And like, I'm thinking to myself, "Whoa, there's a lot of things that I'm now appreciating about like my parents when they were raising us as little kids and stuff, but it's like, but what do I say if I want to get into that, like really heartfelt, drop in dialogue with like my dad now i have a lot of ideas because of the work that i do but even me it's still like "Mm, what do i like what do i say to (laughs) get into this heart space with my dad um instead of just talk about like the mileage on my car Mm. so those are the three reasons we forget we don't want to be weird and we don't know what to say and for these three reasons This is why most of the time we learn the most about someone in their eulogy, because then it's safe to be said like, well, it's okay to be said here because they're not going to stop me.
0: Mm, That is so interesting. and it, it feels so true. I really hear, um, that. And the, and the third one about not knowing what to say, it feels like it almost still comes back to, I just don't want to be weird. Like, I don't know what to say because I don't want, I don't want to mess this up. Right. Like you said that that is something we do. Yeah. I don't know what to say. I don't want it to be weird. And I, I totally feel that it's so interesting.
1: Yeah. I feel like one of the greatest teachers on this whole topic is someone who frankly i would love to build my entire life around this approach uh forrest gump so for those who have not seen the movie like the basis of forrest gump is a guy sitting on a bench with a box of chocolates and there's a lot of weirdness to that like it's kind of weird like there's a guy on a bench with a box of chocolates and he's like offering them to people yet there's something so endearing and beautiful and human About someone sitting on a bench with a box of chocolates, offering them to a total stranger and getting into a conversation. And so why I bring up Forrest Gump is because the the three blocks to appreciation, I feel like he smashes through all of them. If we forget to appreciate people, well, what a sweet ritual. Sit on a bench with chocolates and wait for people to come by. Like you can't forget you're going to get into some kind of conversation. Number two, we don't want it to be weird. Well, Forrest Gump is the master of embracing. Yeah. This is kind of weird. Like he just owns who he is and and how he rolls. And then we don't know what to say. Well, he's got a line. He says to everybody, life's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. And then he's like in, it's like his podcast. Like he, he just smashed through those three obstacles, which is why he ends up in dialogue with a lot of amazing people. And he kind of breaks through the weirdness and moves through the small talk. And I mean, life stories are getting shared. So yeah, I would, I would take a page out of his book because we can apply that in so many ways in our own lives and businesses.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I love how you said that. Uh, a few minutes ago about that you weren't sharing the moments that you experienced in high school until you had to write you know this and that kind of sparked in me like yeah why do we hoard i think you said that i don't want to hoard this right or or when you were writing notes to people in your life like why am i hoarding this and mm-hmm. uh, it's interesting because i notice ways that i hoard my love or hoard mm-hmm. whatever it is i think maybe it's not good enough or it's not polished enough yet or um i withdraw if i feel like i've been you know wronged or something like we witness these mm-hmm. human behaviors where we withdraw and literally just hoard our love mm-hmm. and i love the That you're breaking that down and and encouraging people to to not hoard that love so what would you say to the people that are maybe they're not entrepreneurs but really you know the people in my audience some of us are entrepreneurs but opening up really wanting to sink more into love and self-love and connection how do we start to break down that barrier and kind of become the person who does send random notes or, you know, texts or gifts or phone calls. Um, yeah. How do we start that?
1: Okay, we're going to go real time here. This will be revolutionary for some listeners. Uh, I'll do this with you right now. So tell you if you take out your phone, we're going to do something. And for anyone listening, mm-hmm. if it is safe to do so, take out your phone. Now, open up your contacts and tell me when you've when you're looking at your contact list, just good old phone contacts.
0: Old school phone contacts, like the people yeah. in real life. Okay. Got right. it.
1: <laughs> like the phone icon on your phone, <laughs> that, yeah. that random thing. Okay. So now what we're going to do, just start scrolling, like scroll, just get the scroll going. And for anyone listening, start scrolling. And then when I say stop, just, just stop scrolling, but keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Keep scrolling. Okay. Stop. Now, look at the names in front of you. There's probably like 10 to 20. What is one name that just struck you?
0: Julie. Who is Julie? Julie? (laughs) Who's Julie? Julie is a friend, a personal trainer, my personal trainer, another mom from the school we met through our kids. She's an
1: amazing soul. Okay. So now this is amazing for people who are tuned in seeker style. You're probably looking at someone on your phone. Someone like the Julies, like just, just hone in on one contact if you're listening. And for you and me, to tell you we're gonna like spend a moment here. So you, because I can see you on video now, you just like lit up as you told me that about Julie. You're just like, ah, Julie. Like people listening. <laughs> Everyone like they needs can, a Julie. <laughs> like they can hear that in your voice. They can hear that you lit up over it. So what's a specific memory or moment that comes to mind when you think about Julie like really specific maybe only you and Julie know about it and to everyone else it makes no sense
0: um well Julie has a um, health concern, uh, where she has lost her hair and she Mm. wears a wig and Mm. nobody ever sees her without her wig, except her children and maybe a few closest people. Mm. And not that long ago, she showed me her beautiful head without her wig. And it was just Mm. such a, an incredible moment. And I'm so grateful. She shared it with me and I just Mm. saw her beauty and there was just something so magical about that moment. So that's what came Mm. up when you said that.
1: Okay. Stunning moment. And such intimacy to that and realness to that and like history to that and there's probably so much story to that whole interaction for her for you for everything now for listeners again you've got julie of your own i want you (laughs) to be thinking of a moment in a memory with your person but for you now you have a choice you can either hold that moment in memory hostage which We kind of all do. It's just like, you don't have to tell this to people. (laughs) Or now there's a few ways that we can loop Julie in. It could be a text. It could be an email. It could be an old school letter or card. It could be a live phone call. It could be a video message. There's so many ways that we can send this stuff to people now. It's ridiculous. If this was 100 years ago, we would need like a horse, a lantern. And I mean, we might die on the trip to go reach this person. Now we can send a message to the other side of the planet as fast as it is to message someone upstairs in our own
0: house. And it would so, be a lot weirder if I took um like a seven day trek by horse to be like, I think that moment we had was really incredible. And then I right, leave and she's like, right. do you want some food or something? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's yeah, less I got to go now.
1: back now. Yeah. yeah. So this is what I love to play around with is there's so many ways that we can communicate this. Most people choose to not communicate it because it's weird. Or we can like go to town on this. So how do you typically communicate with Julie? Is it phone? Is it text? Is it in person? Like what's kind of your main flow, you and Julie?
0: Person and text.
1: Okay. When you text, Mm -hmm. is it typing? Is it audio? Is it video?
0: Uh, typing. I sometimes send her audio cause that's what I do, but generally it's typing. Okay.
1: Now, so I love to sort of think like, okay, where's the, the opportunity sounds like an opportunity might be video. Now you don't have to do this, but if your person is used to talking to you in the written or maybe audio form, then a video, it just inherently falls into surprise and delight territory. Like, Oh, this is different. It's like, getting a FedEx package instead of just a bill in your mailbox. (laughs) So perhaps like later today, after this conversation ends, I can see out your window. It looks like it's a sunny day. You could go for a walk around your house, get out your phone, make a 42nd video. And then in terms of, well, what is, what would you say? It's as simple as like, Hey, I literally was just talking to someone about that moment that you and I shared years ago. I thought of you, And I just wanted to say like that impacted me and here's why. And then you just tell them the impact that a moment or a memory had on you because of that person, you send it off. And I mean, it was free. It took a few seconds, but the Julie's or the person that you're looking at on your phone, if you're listening in right now, they'll probably keep that for, I don't know, a day or a lifetime digitally Mm because Even for you, like Talia, has anyone ever written you like a thank you card, like years ago, even? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you keep it for like at least a week? Oh, yeah. Did you keep it for like a year? Mm-hmm. Did you like maybe move houses two, three, four, five times and like bring a box with that kind of card, like in the box to your new I- home? <laughs>
0: I literally have that. Yeah. I right. have like a box where I have like heartfelt cards from clients and family members and people that really like didn't have to but wrote me something beautiful.
1: Yeah. So all that is just mm-hmm. an affirmation that like we are wired to love this stuff and it's just a matter of like how do we remember to do it? How do we make it less weird and how do we give ourselves some prompts? so that we know what to say and then it's just like muscle building i mean if you were to scroll through your phone once a day and do this little exercise and actually hit send on something it's ridiculous the kind of stuff that comes back to you and you don't even need to ask for a reply it's just people will be like what what the like (laughs) you know where this come from like are you okay is Should I be concerned? Are you dying? (laughs) It's so rare. So anyway, that's one of many ways I love to show people like you can just drop into this in real time. And then there's a bunch of other ideas and approaches that we can jam on all you want while we're in this sweet conversation.
0: I can feel a part of me inside so excited and lit up by that. I can feel Mm. how relevant it is in my own life and how absolutely changing energy shifting it is for the planet like i can just feel it um right. you know when you get those yes feelings <laughs> whether mm-hmm. it's you know to read a certain book or to go on a vacation or you get a thought and it's just yes right and and that it just feels so simple and so powerful and it's nothing to do about what you believe or some really time-consuming thing or something you're trying to sell it's like this super simple thing that we all think of memories how often are you on a walk and some random thing comes into your mind from a year ago, two years ago, and you're like, that was really awesome, or some great hug, or especially with the pandemic, how many of us had little fantasies of remember when we used to hug friends right. and go on trips and be together. Right. And you know, yeah. um, we want to do that. And I love yeah. that you really beautifully showed us that it's really just ourself getting in our way, not wanting it to be weird. But when we yeah. do it, it's so powerful. Um, yeah. That's so incredible. I have a question. Do you think that it's harder? And I know that hard is just a story, but do you think it's harder for men to embrace a practice like this, especially maybe with other men? Like, you know, like you said, you use the example of your father. You didn't say your mother, you said a heartfelt conversation with your father may be harder. So do you think it's harder for guys sometimes?
1: Yes. uh, And women, especially if it's online, which most things are right now. So what I mean by that is I think that the challenge with men is sometimes just like uh, we usually don't talk this way to each other. So now for something completely different. <laughs> so that's kind of tricky. Sometimes I find it's it's a little tricky for women because sometimes people don't know how to balance the spectrum of like is this romantic. Or is this just like, Hey, you had an impact on me and I wanted to acknowledge you for it. So sometimes like romance, I feel like clouds it with women because they don't want to come off that way. Or sometimes they don't know if they're receiving a message from a man. Is that the intention of this very kind message? And with men, it's more just like, well, I've never really like said this to a, guy in my life. So I don't know if I'm going to do this or not. So Mm. I would say it's, it's hard for men. It's also challenging for women, but for different reasons. And again, it just requires like a little framing and context, little like, almost like a setup, a little lob sentence or uh, intention that then it all just takes care of itself. It's like gravity after that point. So one example that I say to people when I'm speaking to live audiences is like, just send a text message to that one person, like for you, the Julies, send a text message to them right now and just say the words, Hey, I just want to say thanks. And then hit send. Cause you didn't have to do anything. You just had to say, Hey, I just wanted to say thanks. Send now it's in their court and they're going to be confused as crap when they get that message. But they're probably going to reply, asking for clarification. Then you can simply say something like, I was listening to this awesome podcast. Talia is an incredible host. She had a guest on this guy, Blake. They're talking about people in our lives that we appreciate. You came to my mind. This might be weird, but I felt like maybe it's more weird if I don't send this. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of like called it out. It's it's like dating. I'm not a dating expert. I like married the girl I've known since I was a kid, but it's the game of like. I hope this isn't weird. That usually hold people back from like approaching someone or introducing themselves. But if in the approach, it's like, Talia, this might be super weird. (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it out right now. This might be weird, and there's something that I just really wanted to let you know. It, it diffuses it. It normalizes it. I don't know if anyone has seen the movie Eight Mile with Eminem, but at the end of Eight Mile, here comes a spoiler alert. He just does this incredible rap battle because he raps about all of his flaws, all of the stuff that people could like judge him for, make fun of him for, tear him down for. and The other rapper can't say anything. Because Eminem said all the things, so the fear of I don't want them to think this is weird, it goes away if we're the first to say this might be out of the blue, this might be random, this might even come across as kind of weird. But I want to send it to you anyway. Then we're we're home free. We just got to say something.
0: Yeah. And I like that because it really, I really hear like, just use your language. Don't make it weird. Um, I'll, I'll say that to people about like talking to the universe or praying or whatever. I'm like, don't feel like you have to say some sort of thou art shall this, like make it like, be like, Hey, angels and guides. And I almost feel the same. <laughs> it's like, buddy, I don't want to come across as super creepy, but I want you to know, I sincerely appreciate your friendship or whatever yeah. it is that you're, you're going to say to them is like, use your language, just be chill. And yeah like you said they're on the other end they're gonna love it we love yeah. that stuff yeah hmm. there
1: there used to be this thing before the 20s called a handshake and i find that sometimes when you shake someone's hand it, it like matches so you have like a, a similar amount of strength or like presence you put into the handshake where sometimes you might shake someone's hand and it's like, kind of like barely even there, like, Oh, okay. Or, or vice versa. Or maybe it's like too much grip, like, ow. So with all this, there's almost like that handshake element where if you send one of those messages, you'll see the level in which someone replies. Like if it, if it lined up in a similar fashion, kind of like you and I, so when you and I message each other on audio, I, I sent a little celebratory video. You could have typed a reply that said, thanks. Done. Like that's it. Cool. But if that was your message, I probably would have not then like messaged you back, not out of any like hard feelings. It just, okay. Um, well, great. Like that was it. Done. But because You kind of like met me where i was at like you sent an audio i learned cool stuff about you in that moment and then we just like kept going back and forth and back and forth like there's there's resonance and there's a way that you can almost tune into did they receive that at the same level in which it was sent or was that kind of just like cool (laughs) because if we expect A reply or if we do this for the reply it kind of messes up the whole formula Mm -hmm. if we do this just for the give and the energy of i felt this so i'm sending this it's limitless but if we base it on the reply sometimes it's like oh that person like didn't reply or that Mm -hmm. person was kind of brief and i sent them a singing telegram or so just make it all about the give unless Mm -hmm. it's for business then In business, there's some mechanics that you can add sincerely and authentically that actually lead to business and deals and sales
0: yeah I really like that I I really believe in giving without expectation and I teach my kids that and I remind myself of that and even at Christmas this year it's such a random example but because of the pandemic we didn't spend it with the family we usually do Mm -hmm. and so we sent gifts but because we Mm -hmm. couldn't be there to open it with them I kept feeling this like did they get it did they like it but they haven't said but and I just kept saying like Talia just just give without expectation and of course we exchanged had phone calls and thank you. But even right. that was a little bit weird, but you just kind of got to go like you're giving to just give. And like I said, I teach my kids that if I've given them something, they're like, Oh, it's not really my style. I don't really want to, I want to pass it on. I make sure to show them I'm not offended. And I mean, lots of random things, but I think it is, that is so important to just, to just give, um, yeah. because someone might think, feel it's weird. It might confront or, folk, you know, bring out their own discomfort with intimacy or receiving or yeah. acknowledgement. And so that's not it's not really up to you to only be in it for a certain solution or a certain outcome. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting, the whole like, did they did they get it? Did they did they open it? Mm-hmm. I think that that's also its own conversation in itself, like the world that we're in right now. of. You know, most of our communication will be text or email. But text is like so major for most people, families, friends, business. And we we often wonder like, did they did they get it? <laughs> Unless we get a reply, it's just like, huh, okay. Uh yeah. and then it gets back into the weirdness. Is it weird if I follow up and say like, did you get like is Uh, Is it too soon? Is it not helpful if I don't follow up? So there's all these games that I feel like we play in relationship with like our most serious relationships, like romantic partners, spouses, family, friends, and in people that we're just meeting for the first time. So how could you hold yourself to a standard of like, what if I'm just radically honest, not, not from a place of like, Don't be a liar, but sometimes honesty is super refreshing. Meaning if I sent you a message like, hey, sent you a message three days ago. I'm literally sitting at my desk right now asking myself this question. Is it weird if I say, did you get my message? So just let me know if you got it. And if you don't reply, that's cool. I just wanted to touch base. Like, We don't get these kinds of messages. In automated emails and in like spam broadcasts from businesses and stuff. So I find it's refreshing and playful when we just kind of say it. And I had a client who tells me a story that I'll never forget where their now husband, after they had their first date, her now husband said to her, I've loved my time with you on this first date. I would like to see you again on Saturday. Let me know if you'd like to do the same. And then he he just said, okay, see see you later. Like he ended it with, I would like to do this again. I propose it Saturday. You let me know. Like no games, no games. Mm -hmm. And she could have rejected him. She could have said no, but she also wanted to go on a second date. They're now married. The rest is history. But Mm -hmm. how could we communicate in that way? That's like appreciative, thoughtful, sincere, but also really straight up.
0: Mm Mm-hmm no no games no crap you know just and and it feels weird that that's the weird the the different way like why have we become manipulative or we always want to have the leg up or i don't want to appear yeah. this i don't want to be right. that it's like we just are always afraid of looking bad and yeah. not looking good you know <laughs> yeah yeah it's weird um so i want to ask then like why why do you do this? Why do you think that this is so powerful? Why do you what light like why are you lit up inside when you know people are connecting and there's this ripple effect going on?
1: A lot of it came from giving speeches over the years. like I've given over like a thousand keynotes over the last decade and traveled around a lot and it's been a blast and had a lot of fun. In my keynotes, just as like a fun little bit, I would always make a live phone call on stage to one person in my contacts. And I'd stand on stage, kind of like I was doing with you earlier in this conversation. I'd bring up my list of contacts, I'd start scrolling, and I would get the crowd to yell now. And whenever they yelled now, I'd look at my phone wherever it landed. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) And If I had the number of that contact, I would click them, dial them, put them on speaker. And I would have to figure out one thing I appreciated about them before they picked up or I'd leave them a message. And I literally did this as like a fun bit to kind of show an example of like, hey, appreciation can be fun and it doesn't have to be stuffy. It can be spontaneous and cool. Every time I gave a speech, that was the thing that people talked about the most after. And that's the thing that they remembered the most. So I'm like, okay, interesting. Because I'm putting all this effort into the rest of the speech. and am like building out these stories and doing all this prep work. And, and the phone call was honestly like, it was like the play part of the speech. Just me goofing around and having an unplanned section in the speech. But people, people loved it. And so why I do this, I think is because I'm still baffled by the simplicity of it and the power of it, like the combo of simplicity and power. It just, I still can't wrap my head around it. And it took me years to actually realize that like, oh, there's, there's like something here that perhaps I should pay attention to. Cause I was always like, yeah, you know, I mean, you know, it's just like saying thanks unexpectedly. And people are like, no, but that's the thing. Like, but like, how'd you, how'd you think of doing that? Like, how did you, how did you think of just calling someone on a Tuesday and thanking them for something? I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Why is this, why is this revolutionary? But again, back to the three reasons it's revolutionary. Cause we forget, or we don't want to be weird. Or we don't know what to say. So because we have technology at our fingertips, I believe tech was invented for us to be more thoughtful because we don't have to leave our bed for us to like send messages around the planet and make people smile. There was a time in history not long ago where that just was impossible, like completely impossible. In fact, it was Star Trek stuff. Like, no way, that's crazy. You can't can send a video message from Canada to Dubai in three seconds. Like what kind of alien freak are you? So it's important to me because I still feel like it's, it's like this untapped thing that is a just infinite, infinite opportunity to just energize ourselves and make others like feel something. Now you're not going to blow their mind every time you send it, but I'd say nine times out of 10, you are going to make someone smile. If you send unexpected appreciation. Mm.
0: Feels very healing, feels very healing to the self to give that kind of love and to give that acknowledgement and appreciation. And it also feels healing on a global scale. Um, your work feels healing. The people that you come into contact with that decide to take this on, the listeners that I know will take this on. um, We say ripple effect, it's super cliche, but it's like sparks of appreciation all over the globe is healing. Mm. That person Mm. has a moment of of goosebumps or smile or laughing going yeah that was fun or you know because right. if you connected with them in that moment they were connecting with you too and so it's right. probably a memory they carry maybe they've even forgot about it that they it resparked in them and now they remember it again or yeah. you know it's just infinitely healing And it's healing to give, you know, there's a reason why it does feel so good when someone opens a gift in front of us, or we get to, you know, blow someone's mind with something we made, or we, you know, an experience we created for them. It's so healing just to give. And so creating that in your own life, as well as what goes on on the other side is just straight up healing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's difficult to measure so I think that's why a lot of people don't really go to it because it's tough to like, Hey, was this worth it? Or like, did this lead to anything mm-hmm. or is this a good use of my time? It's like, I don't know. <laughs> but what I do know is it feels really cool to like have those boomerangs out in the world where you just send a 10 second audio and you might get something back and someone just be like, Whoa, like that. That was really cool. And that made my day. Like another example someone can do right now if they want is in your phone, go through your photos, like just whip through your photos for two minutes, go back and see one that strikes you with someone else in the picture, someone in your life and ask yourself like, okay, what struck you with that photo? And you probably have their contact. So you could then text or email or like go on social media and send them that image right now, hit send, Next message, was literally just scrolling through old photos, saw this, thought of you. What's a highlight in your world right now? Like five seconds that took, but it's like thought of you. This is for you. They're then reminded of the moment in that photo, a question like what's a highlight in your life right now. It's just a way to tilt the conversation to something that is like relevant to them. And exciting for them. And I find so much stuff out about people in my own life when I say that. Sometimes it's like, oh, just had to sell our house because uh, my brother just like got a new job. And we're all moving the family. Um, I just like was sick for a few months. And I just went for a run. And it feels amazing. Like it gives us a a touch point for where, where people are at. And what they're up to and what they need. Like, I think there's nothing worse when you reach out to someone, like for something you need. Like, let's say I'm moving, like, hey, uh, moving this weekend, can you like help me lift a couch? But maybe that friend I messaged, like, their parent just died and I didn't find out yet. Whereas if I'm like, hey, what's going on in your world today? Let me know. Got a question for you. I might hear back about their parent who passed away. And then my response can be, my question literally is so insignificant. I don't actually even need anything. I just want to check in with you. Like we can alter ourselves in a moment when we give people a chance to kind of like catch us up to speed because every day is different for people.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that. That's so beautiful. It also reminds me of leaving the world a better place and how you found it, um, the energy of that. Like if I can make one person's life a little bit better by sending them that it's yeah. an imagine every day, which I know this is what you do, but I'm just yeah. present to that. Like every day, if you were doing that. Or giving even the people in your life, but a sincere, genuine, you know, if it's your kids get down on their level, look them in the eyes, if it's your spouse or a friend, like the hug, the touch, the embrace to really communicate that if you just made that point every day, it just is leaving the world exponentially better than how you Mm. found it, which is beautiful. That's so amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about your event? I want to hear you talk about your event that you do. You do it every year, right? An annual thing?
1: Yeah, um, I'd love to share that. A few years ago, my wife and I we wanted to have like a Christmas party at our house because we just got our first apartment together. It was like this tiny little loft in Toronto, where we're from, Toronto, Canada, and we were thinking of like, hey, who do we want to invite? And then we did that thing that a lot of people do, which is okay. Well, we have like school friends from back in the day. We have work friends. We have like family. We have neighborhood and. You know, we're fortunate to have like awesome people in our life. But sometimes, when you when you put too many circles of people at like one gathering, then it's like, ah, oh, hmm, how do we how do we get the circles doing things together? So, to be honest, we just like dumped it. We're like, ah, forget about it. Let's not let's not do one. And then I was like, well, hang on. There's this thing I wanted to do, but I just never done it yet. And the idea was a thank you party. So a thank you party is literally you come to our home, my wife and I, and we write thank you cards, all of us. And then we read the cards that we wrote and then we go home. <laughs> like that's, that's a thank you party. And the reason why I was excited to put one on is because then it becomes easy to know who to invite. Because then we can invite everybody, but the only people who will say yes are the ones who are down The spirit of a thank you party. If someone's like, I'm in for coming over and writing thank you cards, they're the perfect person. So it was a mix of like school friends, work friends, neighborhood friends. It was a total eclectic crew, probably like 16, 17 people came to our little apartment. We wrote cards all night. And it was like, hey, who are people that you appreciate from the past year of your life? You read them out loud. People were giggling, laughing, some crying, and everyone felt super connected to one another. Because if you write a thank you card to someone in your life and read it to me, even if I don't know that person, I have learned so much about you. Mm. So anyway, I loved that experience. And I told all my friends they had to bring a dollar. I'm like, okay, why do I have to bring a dollar? And then when we were at the apartment, I'm like, hey, the reason why I need you to all bring a dollar is because I actually want to make this into a thing in the future. I don't know what it'll look like. I don't know what it'll become, but I want to make it into a thing people are going to buy it. They're going to pay for it. They're going to buy tickets to it. And I figured I should probably just like practice asking for money right off the hop. So everybody brought a buck and they gave me the dollar. So 15 bucks. It was a great day. Um, But anyway, over time, that event evolved into like a real thing and I was in Bali traveling with my wife after she finished like four years of school and she was super fried. It's like, Hey, we're going to like use that as our destination goal, light at the end of the tunnel. After four years, we're in Bali for a month while we're in Bali, I'm working on my business in a co-working space for a few hours a day. And I'm all inspired because like it's Bali and it's beautiful. And I'm wearing board shorts and I'm doing work and I'm from Canada. So you don't really wear board shorts and do work. And, I'm like, I want to make that thing into a formal event. So I went on Eventbrite, made an Eventbrite page called this thing, Thank You Live. And I made tickets 25 bucks. And I had like the vomit feeling in my stomach when I made the Eventbrite page because I'd never made an event where people bought tickets. As a speaker, I'd be hired to go all over the continent and give speeches, but that's not me putting on a party and saying, Buy a ticket. And the first ticket was bought like a couple hours after the event page was up and i thought oh i guess my mom saw the page <laughs> and she bought the first ticket but the first ticket was not bought by my mom it was bought by a guy named peter peter's an incredible professional recording artist based in canada i totally like look up to the dude admire him for his musicianship and his albums and just he's a great guy we had a bit of a friendship at that time And when he bought the first ticket, it like, you know, when you make a thing and then it gets affirmed and validated out in the world and you're like, oh, shoot, this is real now for him to buy the first ticket that made it real. But it also showed me like, oh, the caliber of people who are interested in this, like this won't just be like my high school pals coming to fake support me. Okay, so we did that event, like 50 people came to it. We gathered around, we wrote thank you cards for the purpose of looking back on our year, appreciating our progress, and then appreciating our people. And I feel like that's a thing that I and others seem to forget to do, especially people who are entrepreneurs running their own biz, these kind of high performer types of like, get it, get it, get it. They're always forward and they're not necessarily appreciating where they've come from. And I said at that event, I'm going to do this for 55 years, assuming I'm willing and able, because I don't want to forget this ritual ever. And so we're coming up on year six of 55 of Thank You Live. It happens every end of November, early December, kind of around that time. It's now virtual. And the goal is literally to just get people in a space of not going into the next year without appreciating the current year and to not just like sit in the gratitude but to deliver audio messages video messages texts handwritten cards like send the messages while in the event experience so that by the time the event wraps hundreds if not thousands of people around the world as you say felt that that spark they got they got struck with a dose of appreciation and gratitude that they did not ever see coming and that's where the event came from that's why i do it and uh, if you're listening to this message this podcast if you want to come this year you can if you can't i mean there's only like five decades left so hop on it i'd really hop on it
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, That's, I I can't oversee 55 year goal. That's incredible. Um, And I hear you when there's something like that, that you're just like, this is so good for me. This is so good for humanity. This is so good. I want to it's like, I, I always say like my future self, I like have my future selves back. I'll think like, what would tomorrow's me think about me not finishing up my day clean or what would tomorrow's, right. you know, or next year's me, whatever. So it's like 55 years of you doing this is a massive, that's going to be so huge in your life. It's just so cool. It's kind of like your legacy in a way, right? Like what you really yeah. stand for.
1: Yeah. And I love when there's these these moments of extreme clarity for me where it actually feels light to make a super heavy commitment.
0: Mm.
1: And that's one of them. And then the only other time I've done like a multi-decade commitment is when I married my wife, I had inscribed in my ring the date, August 4th, 2093, because that's our 75th wedding anniversary. And I just say, I'm like, My goal is I just got to get to, I got to get to that party. I need to be alive, I need to be healthy, happy. And the goal is that like the two of us, we make it. And I mean, the odds that are against that goal are extremely high. And for me, it's like, it's very straightforward. Even if my wife and I get into stupid arguments, I just take off my ring and I look at the date. I'm just like, no, yo, it's not, it's not the party yet. So let's like, let's just figure it out. (laughs) Let's learn from this. And so it's playful, but it's also like really motivating. Um, And then recently I kind of shrunk back those examples. And like, I do a daily live video for a thousand days on Facebook. I'm doing a daily email. Like I'm very inconsistent. Therefore, I have to make these ridiculously ambitious, public, outwardly accountable rocket ships of a goal Mm -hmm. because then it just kind of pulls me forward. Otherwise, you know, I'm the guy who like works out once every 23 and a half days, maybe, Mm -hmm. unless I like wrap it in something really wacky and motivating.
0: I like that a lot. That's really cool. Um, I've taught and sort of mentioned before in my stuff about creating outrageous goals, because I Mm. actually think that it confuses our brain and our ego kind of, it's almost so big that if you're like, I'm going to do this, the ego kind of goes like, no, you're not. But when you make it so big, it like, can't compute. It's like, I don't know. It kind of almost gets past a little bit. And when you can, like you said, like in, in the wedding uh, in the ring, the date is so far in the future that it's like, well, we got to get through this because I've set this right. insane date. Whereas if it wasn't there, not necessarily your relationship, but it's easy to kind of be like, Oh, is this, are we headed downhill? Is it, you know? Right. And it's like, Nope, it's in the ring. I uh, right. I'm committed. <laughs> yeah. um, and I love that. That's so cool. I did see your like thousand days of lives. And for me, I went, <laughs> cause I feel when I get over committed and yeah. I don't know. I just feel like if my energy's not there and I don't want to show up, but I love that because it kind of calls you forward to be like, cut the yeah. crap. yeah, I' I don't know if you have a structure for what you have to do each day, but as long as you're going live, its like it's good, you're you're on goal or you're on task, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. That's great.
1: well, and, and thank you for that. I like to refer to it as what I call like anyway, goals mm. or projects. So what I mean by that is, like a few years ago before our wedding, it's like, huh, I need to make a bunch of money before this wedding. It's not going to be cheap. And our wedding was in the summer. And back then, my business was only speeches. And I'd never really spoken in the summer. It was just like the business cycle. So I'm like, okay, this is like the lowest income season of the year, highest expense of the year. Got to wind something up. And so I decided I was going to get up at 5 a.m. for four months and add an extra like two hours to my work day and just. Just go for it and like load up on like opportunities and put some savings aside. Then I went, I mean, I'm doing this anyway. I'm sure there's other people that would probably benefit from this too. And so I made a virtual co-working team for people that have their own biz, and I called it Project Finished. And Project Finished was in one month. People would get up at five to seven a.m. every morning and work on the one most important project in their life or their business that they were putting off and still hadn't gotten done. And that's really daunting to make a one-month commitment to be with people from 5 to 7 a.m. every weekday. But I'm like, I'm doing this anyway. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll make it into something. And I did. And then that actually like helped fund some of the wedding and meet cool people in the process. But the 1,000 Days of Facebook Lives I'm talking to people once a day anyway.
0: Mm.
1: I'll probably send one video message to a friend or a colleague or a client once a day anyway. So I'm like, why not just put it front of house? Mm. And I gave myself some rules, meaning if I had to go away for a period of time or if I got sick, I had to give a 24-hour heads up of like, I won't be posting tomorrow. So 24 hour heads up, that's okay. I also said if I don't post by 6 p.m. Eastern, I owe someone $20 and 20 cents. So if you see that I don't post by six, you can call me out, I'll wire you money. And I also some days have no desire to do a live video whatsoever. So sometimes I'll literally just get out my phone and I'll, like I have a bunch of quotes on my wall here, in my little studio space, I might just film a quote, like yesterday, yesterday I filmed a tree because I was hanging out with my son. I didn't really feel like going on and making a video. So I just filmed a tree and I was like, take a moment of stillness before your week begins. What's one thing you're excited to create between now and Friday? Maybe some people saw that and they're like cop out filming a tree. Others were like, this is, this is what I needed. This is exactly what I needed. So I've I built in these ways where these mighty gargantuan consistency goals, there's like some parachutes in place. So I'm not like slave to it.
0: hmm. I love that because there are times where you might be legitimately sick or whatever. But I also love that when you're saying, uh, "I don't really feel like it today" or "I don't really want to," you're not pushing through that. Especially, you know, I have kids as well, and being with your child sometimes, like you don't want to be on your phone. And if that's yeah. your inner voice, being like, "Put down the phone, be with your kid," you don't, you know, or whatever it is. It's beautiful yeah. that you could pass something on that. Yeah, like you said, it will touch people, and it will. It's a it's a prompt that will help people in their week. It's a little bit of inspiration and you're right. also not overriding that, that dad nudge to be like, yeah. you don't just want to be on your phone all the time. Enjoy this moment right. with your kid. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's awesome. This has been so amazing. Um, I'm so grateful, grateful. I'm so grateful that we connected and that this is something that you're doing in this in this world. It's so needed. Like you said, it's so simple, but those simple things are the things that we tend to forget in our busy lives. And it's, I really think, and I tell my clients and my membership community all the time, it is the simplest stuff. We all want a complex, you know, nine or 15 point system to bring us from here to there or to create happiness and to be healthy. And it's like, it's just the simple things that we know to do, but we are either busy or I think we're looking for something more complex and we kind of override, like take a deep breath, drink water, eat plants put your toes in the dirt. Like it's not complex. It's simple. And so is acknowledgement and appreciation. I do think it comes naturally to us. I think we've unlearned it though. You Mm. know, we want to hug, we want to say thank you, but we've unlearned that and we are scared to be vulnerable. And I think it's beautiful what you're doing. So thank you so much for doing what you're doing. Thank you so much
1: for this conversation. It's been a blast to get to know more about your world and extend our voice note exchange and to find out that we both have children named Koa.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. That's so crazy. Um, Yeah, that was one of the things that kept (laughs) me going on the voice memos was what? What? Yes. <laughs> um, I've never met someone. Yeah. Our, our sons are both named Koa. So mine's turning two in August, the beginning of August. Um, and yours is younger, right?
1: Yeah. He's a tiny little dude. He just turned six months.
0: Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So we're both yeah. knee deep in diapers.
1: <laughs> Basically. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and nap times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you again so much, Blake. And if people want to connect and join the event, um, how can they connect with you? Where's the best place to go?
1: Uh, best place if they want to learn about the event is thank you live.com. And that's the letter U so T H A N K U L I V E.com. And if you want to just pay attention to me elsewhere on Blake fly on Instagram. You can add me as a friend through Talia on Facebook and uh, Blakeonthefly.com is a place where I write daily emails, just some inspiring stuff for biz and life. These are all places I linger on the internet in a non-creepy way.
0: I love it. Um, one thing I wanted to say before we, before we end is that I work with people who are often they know they want to make a difference in the world and they don't know how they want to either be a mentor or someone inspiring, maybe give talks, but they don't want to be cookie cutter coach, or they haven't found the thing. And I just wanted to say, it just nudged me. And I have to say it is that something that you do is, is this comes through you. It was something that happened that was inspiring to you that you chose to continue to go forward. So it also gives other people the permission to know that just like the complex system. It doesn't have to be complex. Like speak from your heart. What lights you up? What do you think makes a difference in the world? What has changed your life? And spread that message, whether like, don't worry about it being a business. Don't worry about having clients and all of that yet. Just do this. Cause if you heard Blake's story, it was a series of events that, that led him to want to get out there and host and have a bigger ripple. So there's just something so present to knowing that it's those simple things it's the way in which you can make a difference it comes from your heart it comes from your soul from your life experience it doesn't have to be anything other than that and in fact that's what makes the people that make the changes in life is using that life experience and really going with what excites you and just continuing to do it and i know that the universe will have your back that the business if that's what it's meant to be will form the people will come The events will come together, but just speak from your heart. This is so simple, but people need this. So I just Mm. wanted to share that before we go.
1: What a, what a closer. I love all that. (laughs) I echo it. Ditto. Yes. Sharpie marker drop to that one.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Cool. Well, thanks again, Blake. It was an honor to have you.
1: You're so welcome until next time.
0: Thank you for tuning into today's episode and thank you for being someone who is committed to the light, committed to activating the life that they are meant for, awakening to their power and manifesting a beautiful experience. I am so excited that we got to connect. If you are a highly motivated seeker and you are ready to manifest the life that you're meant for, make sure to check the show notes where there's a link for private mentorship, including a special deal just for podcast listeners. I'll see you soon